Hello, you're listening to Artsmitten. You're joined here by Andrew and Christian, as yes. well as our latest guests, Paul, uh, Josh and Hannah. Thank you. <laughs> Paul, yeah, um, George Sipfos, Paul yes. Knox and Hannah Vanderheide mm. from Unnatural Selections production of Purgatory, which I had the absolute pleasure of seeing a few nights ago. I'm pretty sure it was the premiere. Oh, premiere, yeah. sorry. Was, yeah. I'm still in full mode from the last guest. <laughs> um, the opening night um, of your show. So, yeah, um, really, really interesting. So um, was this... As as I understand it, so you you've you've done all come from theatrical backgrounds, but this is the, is this mm. the first sort of theatrical album you've you've had together as a group of three? Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. I've worked with George before. Um, mm. I don't know if George has worked with Hannah before. We studied mm. together, so we yeah, go we went way back, you. but we haven't really worked together as such. Mm. No, yeah, I mean there was that time where we did uh, some promo work down at uh, Flemington Racecourse, handing out things in our bikinis. But aside from that, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I did, I did mention don't don't talk about that. Yeah, that sorry, that's a bit of a <laughs> Yeah, bit of a dark spot yeah, in our history. Yeah. I think every playwright goes through that phase. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as, um, so I'm one of the producers, George. And yeah, so basically, I you know when we were putting this together, we thought, what's the best team that we can get? Well, what's a bunch of good actors that we know that are hardworking and can pull this off? And these two immediately came to mind for mm. obvious reasons. I mean, mm. obviously not for you listening on the radio, but because you don't know these people at all, but they are good, hardworking actors. Um, and a bunch of actors? It's sort of well, because this is like this is <laughs> every single one of us. Yes, because, <laughs> right, yeah. all two. Yeah, because this, yeah, this 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 show is a two-hander, so um, it's like there's whether there's more than two characters is kind of debatable, and this is the second time I've seen this play, and I'm still not really sure exactly how many there are, and I don't particularly want to spoil that. But but yeah, like is is this like have have the Paul and Hannah have the two of you done like a, a solo or a, or a two-hander like this before? Mm. Paul has. Paul does something sort of harder, actually. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't know what's harder, actually, to be mm. honest, whether it's um, working with more actors or, or working on a two-hander like this. I, I actually mm. think this is a great way to work, to to get into a rehearsal room with one other person who's as committed as you are uh, and will work as hard, if not harder, than you will. The, I, I think what you end up with as a result can be a lot more intense and you get to know the other actor a lot better as well, so... Mm. Yeah, I, I I love to work this way. Well, now I do as well. So, <laughs> and a lot less. I mean, yeah, a lot less. There's a lot less up to chance when there's only two of us as well, because we trust each other, and you know, you know that the other person has your back. And if you if something goes wrong, which it does every night, something goes wrong, mm. and we just mm. fix it. Selling it's it, fun. love it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but no one would notice, would they? No, so. no. But, yeah, that's also part of the part of the thrill and the danger of mm. theatre. Mm. I mean, I mm. think audience members, if they want to see something that's going to go exactly to plan every night, they'll go mm. to the cinema. Yeah, it's um, been edited and they'll yeah. stay at home and watch Netflix. The reason you go to the theatre is to see mm. something dangerous, something mm. live, something real. So tell us about Purgatorio. How did that uh, actual play come about specifically? Well, maybe uh, George might be the best one to answer this, but as, as far as I know, it's um, it's come about because the the playwright has been thinking about some some myth- mythical stories and legends and had ideas about what might happen after those characters finish the story that we know uh, and wants to explore the idea of how they could possibly forgive each other or move on from those events, which are horrific, let's be (laughs) honest. We're dealing with some subject matter that is very, very challenging and we shouldn't shouldn't undersell that. This is a, a, a harrowing play, 
but it, it deals in, in a really interesting way with, with how people might be able to deal with those issues. I remember you, uh, in Paul, one of your social media posts called it, uh, it may not be your harrowing cup of tea, but it's certainly worthwhile to come and see it, which I thought was a great, a great way of putting it, your harrowing cup of tea. Yeah. From a producer standpoint, why we wanted to produce it was that Obviously, well, we're familiar with the, the writer, Ariel Dorfman. He did um, he wrote a play called Death and the Maiden, uh, which was on at the MTC last year. And um, myself and the director of the show, Tommy, went and saw the show and were like, that play was written so well <laughs> and nothing else. <laughs> um, and so we thought, man, you know, let's check out this guy's work. And, and obviously, Greek literature is one of Tommy's specialties, so he seemed like an obvious choice to direct it. So... Yeah, and and it's like a and it's you know got contemporary themes like we really emphasise themes of detention and stuff which are quite prevalent today and it's two actors relatively simple set we're like hey we're first time producers this is something we can conceivably do so yeah and I'm really proud of the result actually it's I was looking at it watching it last night and just thinking like yeah this wouldn't exist if we hadn't have done what we did you know all those months ago if we hadn't have like this is a we birthed this almost, <laughs> yeah. which is a very gratifying feeling. Yeah. Tell us a bit about the actual storyline behind it, though. What can the audience see? <sighs> nah, see, I don't want to know if we, it, yeah. it takes without spoiling anything. Without spoiling yeah. anything, yeah. it takes two characters from classics literature mm-hmm. and then puts them in a situation where they're forced to try and forgive one another for their sins and in order to move on out of purgatory where they are. I don't think that's a giveaway. It's the name of the show. Nope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Then, yeah, then they're forced to sort of confront their issues and really, you know, dig deep and come to terms with who they are. So I think it's, yeah, it's really, it's confronting, but very powerful. And you said, um, you said detention, but um, I guess like what, something I really got from the setting was, was also very, well, I guess this this ties into it as well, but institutional, but also sort of similar to like, um, like psych psychiatric yeah. like that idea of yeah being healed quote unquote to the standard set by the institution in order <laughs> to be able yeah. to leave and to their this, satisfaction yeah to their yeah, yeah to their yeah. satisfaction to the and yeah and and sort of the power dynamics as well of um yeah. sort of the differing levels of power of like your I don't really know what to call it in this show but I think the I oh, I did review this I think I might have like settled on casework or whatever mm. yeah. um, and Good. The power that's, that they, yeah, that's yeah. a good that's one. A really good one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Um, so the power that they have and the power that the um, I've just called them the institution. That's what we mm. refer to them as. It's constant. It's almost mm. a third character. We're constantly mm. referring to the people in charge. Mm. So yeah, and, mm. and the thing that really sort of struck me about this play earlier on actually is something I didn't realize initially when we started producing it is how much. It's the third character, the the institution, mm. uh, the people judging and passing judgment mm. are the audience. Uh, you know, they're referring to the cameras, which are hooked up to monitors, and you're pointing right at the audience. Mm. And, you know, their judgment, his judgment, and they're referring specifically to the audience. So you're actually placed in a really confronting position as an audience member to try and, like, mm. it's my job now to also pass judgment on these characters and see if they're worthy of my redemption. Mm. It's quite an interesting, mm. interesting place to put the audience in. Yeah, and it asks a real question, I think, as well, of what... Is there an objective moral truth here? Is it possible for these people to be forgiven? Have they gone too far? Mm-hmm. Um, and do you have to forgive yourself to be able to move on as, as well? These are these are really challenging questions given what these characters have done to each other. So how actually do you prompt the audience to be judgmental, though? How do you present the characters in such a way that they want to judge or they feel they've got the authority to judge? Well, I think... I'm oh, sorry, did you want to... No, no, I, I was just going to say, it's, it's, it's right so up. complex what the audience is asked to, to, to judge. 
Uh, and it seesaws back and forth. Mm. I mean, I, I've walked out into the, the foyer afterwards um, to be greeted by some of Hannah's friends thinking that they're going to start throwing bottles at me because no. of what I've done to her. But some of them are actually on my side. No, a lot of them are. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Which I find astounding. I think what's mm. really funny is that I have been lulled into this sense of just being in love with, with the character I'm playing, which mm. you have to be. You have to be so on their side. And mm. I think I just got so deluded um, to mm. the point where I'm just so on her side. And I'm just, how could anyone not understand that she's the, you know, the <laughs> right person in this scenario? And then people really just take some time to explain it to me. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Yes, that makes probably, a lot of sense. Probably the terrible, terrible things so she does. You know the terrible, might, yeah, terrible, ridiculous terrible, things. Terrible, and the awful. fact that she's not necessarily willing to repent for that. At so. all. Well, well those yeah. then are the people who are a little bit more absolute in their morals because mm-hmm. those are the ones that say there are lines that when crossed cannot be uncrossed yes. or cannot be forgiven whereas mm. others who are perhaps a bit more flexible on that might yeah. say well there are things that you are pushed to and they're not your fault yes you so have to look in context and decide it's, it's, it's a good thing to know when if when picking friends just be like what will this person put up with <laughs> <laughs> what can I get away with just yeah. gauge their reaction from the play and go okay you're in okay, box A yeah. that's okay <laughs> that's interesting sell tickets that way <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, instead of general admission just yeah. yeah if nothing else it'll create interesting conversations in the car on the way home <laughs> yeah. yes and apparently in, other, in people's nightmares that night. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not nightmares, just dreams. I've heard a lot of people dreaming about it. Oh. Yeah. And oh. Including myself. Oh. <laughs> That's got to be a sign that you made it when you have people actually having nightmares about your play. Excellent. I was just wondering, as actors, do you sort of find that it, the, the characters become more at one with your character or do you find it hard almost to distinguish the character from your own sort of views and morals and everything? This is a character I want to leave behind. Um, <laughs> it, it, when I go... I mean, honestly, I, my my wife is pregnant. We're expecting our first child uh, very soon, and this deals with issues that are related. very, very <laughs> challenging and related to that. So, you know, this... And, and I think that, that experience has heightened my own sensitivity to it, uh, which is great for a performer, but certainly something I want to leave at the theatre. It's, it's not a character I want to become one with in any way. Mm. Hannah, I'm guessing your answer is probably pretty much the same. I'm hoping it it's is the same. <laughs> oh, a bit of a loose cannon over here. I don't know. No, no really. I just love it. I can't tell the difference between me and her. I wish you'd just refer to me as woman, not Hannah, because I am her. No. Um, yes, no, absolutely. I don't have the same connection in terms of the, the children in my life, but yes, my, I guess my style, my technique in terms of getting into character and, and it's always been I've always avoided that whole uh, method type thing where you really dig up things from your past and relive them over Just and over. It's exhausting isn't it? Uh, bloody mm. exhausting. It's exhausting oh. enough so yeah, I sort of think of acting as sort of a you know, very specific technique that you need to be able to disassociate. Yeah, you need to I, I value my mental health too, too highly to be able mm. to to do that, so yeah, I'm I'm having no problem disconnecting. It's just, it's just I'm saying some of the lines in my sleep apparently. So, <laughs> yeah. Sharp. Um, we are here on Arts Bitten with on Sin Nation with Andrew and Christian, and our fantastic guests uh, George, Paul, and Hannah. Thank you for sticking around. No worries. We're already already in the chairs, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why get fine. up? Yeah. yeah, why get up? So I was, um, I guess I was just you kind of touched a, a little bit on like how you got the the cast of thousands as you <laughs> together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So um so so yeah like what was that um what like what was that process like um, getting the cast together yeah well it's interesting because of the way the play's written the characters don't have their 
original faces, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So we're kind of at liberty to cast whoever we wanted, really. Like, um, so we thought about, you know, is it important that there's an age differential um, because the two characters do have an age differential in mm. in the actual story of uh, the Greek legend? God, it's so hard to to tiptoe <laughs> the Greek legend. So we were kind of at liberty to to pick whoever we wanted. So basically, we just needed a male and a female who were great actors. So mm. that really left. Left mm. the the obvious choices of Paul and Hannah. Um, that is the right answer. After, yeah. after everybody else said no. After yeah. everyone else said no, can well, you imagine? Only two left at the party. Thousands and thousands yeah. of people. No, honestly, actually, like mm. um, I think you were both our first choices for for mm. both roles, and we asked you, and you both said yes. And we're like, great, casting over, done. <laughs> Good, next job. Uh, yeah, so that that part of it was actually pretty easy. Oh, okay, sure. I guess, yeah, I was curious because like, another thing I, I mentioned in your view, I was sort of going on like my first impressions of, um, when, when I saw two of you on stage and kind of like that immediate like sort of preconceived like almost like cinematic tropey like mm-hmm. associations I probably would have had would have been, oh, okay, so like the more rather than more like downtrodden, maybe a bit more victim-y husband. And um, with you, Hannah, it sounds a bit shallow, but like probably more like ingenue than femme fatale sort of. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. It's a good, word, good use it of the word ingenue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Thanks. nice to get that one in there, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I was, I was, uh, I guess that's that's sort of why, why I asked because um, I, I think that's probably, that, that seemed to, to me to be like a big part of the play is the whole, like, it's it's not what it seems. Um, it's yeah. more complex. Yeah. Well, absolutely. I, mm. I don't look like a mythical Greek warrior. What? Um, <laughs> uh, they don't know. Um, what? But, but that's, that's not known. Uh, that, that's, that's actually mentioned in the script that I, mm. I don't look like who I am um, she doesn't recognize me and I don't recognize her mm. um, and so that it's it's important in a way that we play against type as, as you mm. say so that's yeah. a, a really good uh, important point that you make uh, yeah there's a line in the play where she's where he says you have to imagine me as your <laughs> yeah, husband you and she goes you don't like look li- you don't <laughs> yeah, look anything yeah, yeah. like, like at all uh, yeah, so it's kind of interesting in that way, yeah. Yeah, and um, especially because um, so this was actually the second time, even in this year, actually, that I've seen this play. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess, like, um, gauging the sort of the reaction from, from you know, like, a first-time audience, mm-hmm. like, you know, as, as certain, like, things are revealed, which, of course, I'm not going to spoil up here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, and as, as developments are made and um, as the, the more you learn, the more you come to come to either understand or question or the less you know, the more you know, the less you know sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what, what was, um, like, does it change every night, the sort of feeling you get as you go through? There are a few themes I'm getting. Yeah, I mean, as I said before, I was surprised by the fact that people weren't on my side. Um, but uh, I, I think some of the things that have come through uh, were a, a lot of people were surprised by the fact that in the very first part of the play, the opening act, they're just sitting there just confuddled and just trying to find their feet, as are the actors and the... Sorry, the characters. Yeah. Not the actors, that's, we know what we're doing. But the characters are doing the same. So it's... I liked that that was sort of the journey that they that mm. I'm hearing, and I've heard that from a few people that they were like, oh, and then they a few of them have quoted a very specific part where they're like, that's when it tipped, and we were like, oh, this is real, this is getting really like mm. intense, and that's when they started to make decisions about whose side they were on and what the situation was. So, yeah. Mm. yeah. One of the things I love about the play is it it doesn't spend uh, an hour on exposition and then mm. and then bring you mm. to the, the climax. It actually throws you right into the middle of a live argument mm. and shows you a section of that and then shows you something else that happened before and then brings you back into that argument. Mm. So as an audience, you are, you're out of time, you're out of place, 
uh, and you're thrown into the deep end just as you feel as though these characters are, mm. which is uh, a, it's a wonderful challenge for an audience and, and for actors as well. Mm. And on that topic, does the audience and the different types of audience you get and how well they respond, does that affect the play and how easy it is to put on the play? There's always a, a certain amount of energy and, and I, I feel as though sometimes you can you can actually sense when an audience understands when they feel as though they've had an, an aha kind of moment. There's a collective kind of intelligence to an audience sometimes that you can feel some energy coming back or sometimes you can feel when perhaps they're not quite understanding what's happening or they're not, they're not on your side or they're not with you or whatever the case may be. We've had, I, I've felt a, a lot of that sort of understanding coming back from the audience. I've really felt that they've been with us. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the way, so it's been wonderful. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And, <clears throat> yes, and on that topic, I suppose, did you sort of find that if the audience is is not on your side, does it actually kind of hinder things? I mean, I'm not to say that you probably would have had, had an experience yeah. with that. However, if it if it did happen, do you think that? How would you go about dealing you, with that? Can make you want to work a lot harder. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. even just between the two of us, if I you know if I feel as though they're they're on her side, I'm mm. I'm going to want to state my case even mm. more vehemently, perhaps yeah. within yeah. reason. Of course, you can't change the performance and you can't change the words in the script. But um, yeah, there is that <laughs> there is that push pull in this play. It also um, because it did. I I don't know whether the three of you are familiar with David Mummer's play Oliana, which sort of has a yeah. Um, so yeah, similar sort of two-hander, um, similar themes to to this one, and um, and yeah, it's ambiguous kind of. The, the audience is left to question really whose side they're really on. But I guess one of the big differences with that play is, is that that's um, that's in two acts, so there's an intermission in that one where yeah. the audience can gather and yeah. debrief the first half before they see the second half. Um, yeah, whereas this one goes that. straight through. Yeah. <laughs> so do you think that that makes a difference at all to how? Um, yeah. 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 I think mm. I think there is a difference between mm. other people can influence each other so strongly and I mm. think that the fact that you're there stuck in your own mind and your own preconceptions and then your own um, yeah assumptions is really powerful and I think it's mm. a really I think for for actors it's it's insanely challenging because we've talked about this we have no escape and that's really scary <laughs> there's no oh I get to go off for, for 10 minutes while someone else says something and you know have a drink of water and regroup no we're just there the whole time so for us it's 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 incredibly challenging and I think for an audience it's it's a wonderful tool yeah it's good yeah. We should say it's not a long play. No, it's um, short, exactly. Yeah, but but there is no respite for either yeah. us or the audience, um, and I think that's a wonderful thing. You're you're in there for the hour twenty, whatever it is. <laughs> yes, and I've had a lot us. of people tell me it feels like it's about thirty or forty minutes. Yeah. So that's a really good sign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, either that or we skipped bits. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's um, no, they're mm. they're in there with us, <laughs> and they can't get out, and we can't get out, and and I think it's it's cage match. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. it'd be really wonderful to then hear some of those conversations when mm. people oh, leave yeah. the theatre of just, well, what did you think? And it can be so vastly different, mm. I think. Yeah, totally. Um, and yeah, I did, I did, you, you said talking about there being no real respite. I was sort of thinking, oh, wait, but hang on. The blackouts, the scene tra- transitions? Oh, but even from memory there, it sort of, seconds, it doesn't, yeah. yeah, it doesn't really, it feels yeah. like it sort of even still goes straight through yeah. sort of there and as you're switching characters. You're still, yeah. For about 30 seconds. Mm. Yeah, and I, I have to do push-ups through one of them, so yes, that's, uh, that's action-packed. Exactly and I just stand there out the back just like, how many can I make him do? <laughs> just, if he's given, if he's pissed me off right before we go on, I'll just make him do about, you know, 70, 80. 40, 50 push-ups, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, just just before we let you go, we do, um, I don't know if you are familiar with the Exquisite Corpse 
game. It's the um. Awesome. I love yeah. corpses. Go on. <laughs> so do I. It's um. It's. <laughs> it's it's that one where um. So we create a story, a sentence at a time, and we've been doing that with all of our guests last season. That turned out a hilarious story. So we're going to do it again. So you're you're the second group of guests so this um you're only going to get the sentence that uh that came before as your to go off mm. as is the the next guest will only get yeah what you've said basically um so you're going to get the sentence from our previous guest it was he wondered if his date was running late so that's the first sentence of the story or is that that's actually the second that's the but second. i'm not going to tell you what the first one okay. <laughs> yeah could, could I, he wondered if he was running late he, he wondered if his date if his date, date was running late yes uh, guys, are we gonna we're gonna do is this by committee or? <laughs> oh, um, you can create one together. We could have three sentences even. If you George, kick it off. I love improv. Improv's great. I'm always yeah. great at improv. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he wondered if his date was running late. <laughs> so what? Just one word? No, give us a sentence. You're, yeah, you're, you're uh, producer, give us a sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Produce uh, something. He knew, oh, damn it. Oh, that is ice cold, Christian. He's got to get it approved as well. It's going to take ages. He's going to hear back from 15 people it's, about it. It is hard to get design done by committee. Let's, let's, let's say that for sure. Okay, so he knew she couldn't be because of the thing they had discussed. Full stop. And Mystery. now handball off to Paul. <laughs> oh, do I have to come up with another one? Yeah, well, I don't, I don't sure, know. Yeah. It's like a haiku. Uh, it had caused... Oh, dear. Uh, it, it, dead air. Yes, it had caused dead air. No. Um, it had been a long discussion with many twists and turns. Yeah. Oh. A bit like the play. Um. <laughs> um. Cross promotion. As he pondered, he looked down into his hands... And discovered something unusual. There we go. Very good. Very good. Cool. Take that, next group. Suck it, next group. It's interesting seeing that because I could see all of your sort of meta, you know, like, methods to putting together this sort of stuff. I was just thinking, about. how can I make it hard for the next group? Yeah. Interesting it, for the next group. I find it adorable that you think there was any method going on here. <laughs> Clearly, you've not met George. <laughs> thank, thank you so much for joining us, George. Would you like to tell us how you've all memorised when the when and where that show is at? Uber producer, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so the show is called Purgatorio. Mm. It's on at the Brunswick Mechanics Institute, which is in Brunswick, two hundred and seventy Sydney Road. Yes, yes. specifically uh, on a nineteen tram. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> number nineteen to tram Coburg, yes, with, yes. with ample parking. <laughs> and there's uh, so the we've got four more shows this week. So April twentieth to two, through to the twenty third. Uh, all shows are at seven thirty. So and if you want more information, uh, go to unnaturalshow.com slash events. And there'll be more information and information on ticketing and how to get there and all that sort of stuff. So thank you so much for having us on your show. It's been a real pleasure. Oh, thank you so much for coming on. And for coming and seeing the show as well. Oh, yes. Thank you for a great, yes, a a great night. I will say great night out. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Harrowing night out. (laughs) Great yet harrowing. Memorable. Mm. Harrowing cup of tea. (laughs) But yes, we think it might be other people's harrowing cups of tea. So you should come down and see the show. Thanks for coming, guys, and good luck with the rest of the performances. Thank you. Thanks very much.